Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I'm so excited today, this morning, to talk to you about what God has laid on my heart all night that I wrestled with, to talk about these five smooth stones that David carried. And I want you to carry these five smooth stones with you. And we're going to talk about David and Goliath. We're going to talk about the underdog. We're going to talk about a teenage boy facing up to a giant. I want to tell you that God can defeat those giants in your life today. And if you feel like you're an underdog, I want to tell you that you're victorious today. Boy, do I have a word for you. We're going to talk about these five smooth stones. I'm so excited to talk about these five smooth stones. I hope that you're ready to receive God's word. I'm so excited today to talk to you. Uh, I'm just so elated today. In other words, like I said, you know, today is day 20 of the fast. One more day to go. And then, you know, uh, I'm just thanking God because... He's been showing me a lot within these uh, days that I've been fasting and praying and seeking him and hoping for him, you know, just to show up in my world today, show up in people's lives today. I'm just excited. I don't know what you're struggling with today, but I want to tell you about these five stones that you can carry to have victory in your life. In other words, that you can carry them in your heart, not in the pouch. I'm talking about the pouch. I'm telling you with David. David carried these stones in his pouch. They was five smooth stones. But I want to tell you about what they represent and how to carry them in your life so that you can have victory over your circumstances today. I hope that you're excited. I'm excited. You know, I just want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want to thank you for listening to the show. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for letting God uh allow me to share what he is sharing with me in my heart to share with you and uh in 2020 uh i started uh announcing the place where people listen to the podcast because i want to give honor i want to give praise because i thank you for just having uh, taking the time to even listen to what i'm saying to hear what god has given me it means the world to me so i want to thank the people in illinois i want to thank the people in south carolina the people in New York and Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin and North Carolina, in California, and in the country of Spain, the country of Russia, the country of Iran, the country of the United Kingdom, the country of Canada, and the country of Belgium, which is new to the family. Remember I said you're, you're not alone as a family. We're not just a podcast show. We're a family. We, we're praying and believing that God is going to do things in our lives. I'm praying that God would, you know, manifest his plan for you in 2021. I know that you've been dealing with COVID. I know that there's people out here without jobs. I know there's people who just struggling because of loss of loved ones. But I want to tell you that God is sitting on the throne and that whatever you face, and I want you to take these, these five smooth stones and carry them in your heart today so that you can know that you can have victory over your circumstances. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how bleak it seems. I want you to carry these five stones in your heart. I want you to know what it is so that you can have victory over these, these giants in your life, these things that seem so uh, big that we can't overcome them. But before we start, let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Father, I just thank you for the day. I thank you, Father, for working, waking me up with fire today in my heart, Father, to share your word with your people, Father, to share about these five smooth stones that they can easily pick up and carry with them, Father. I pray, Father, right now for things in Pacific, Father. I pray, Father, for the homeless, Father. I pray, Father, for the widows and the orphans, Father. I pray right now, Father, for 
marriages, Father. I pray especially for those who are in abusive relationships, Father. I pray, Father, that you step in and intervene in that situation, Father. I pray, Father, for people in a hospital, Father, for all type of ailments, including COVID, Father. I pray for those who are incarcerated that when they come out that they are given a second chance, that they want a second chance, that you open up new ideas for them, with people to get them jobs, to trust them. Father, I pray, Father, that you would just bless the people, Father, who don't have jobs, Father, that you would bless those who are struggling financially, Father, that you would make a way for them, Father, that you would meet their needs, Father, that you would do that, that you would show up because you love your people, God. Let your people see who you are. Let them see your majesty. Let them see what you can do, Father, not because they act, but because you love them, Father. Open your windows of heaven, Father, and pour out a blessing on your people, Father, where they won't have room enough to receive it, that they can come back and honor you and glorify you and praise you for what you've done for them, Father. I just thank you. And, Father, I just thank you for the day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hope that you're ready because I'm ready. I'm ready to just roll into this. Like I said, we'll be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 17. And today I'll be reading from the New King James Version today. I just hope that you're ready. I hope that you're ready to receive the word because what do I have a word? These five stones that David had in his palace represent what David carried in his heart. First of all, he carried faith. He carried trust, courage, obedience, and praise. Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he's rewarded him that diligently seek him. He put his faith in God because he was facing a giant. He had, in time of he was a child. Uh, the man of Israel was scared to go out. But he wasn't scared to go out because it wasn't about him. His trust, second was his trust. His trust was in God. It wasn't in himself. It was in God. You know, uh, his trust was, hey, God got me. God got me. You got to notice, you got to notice when you go into battle that God got you. That he has a plan for your life. That he will never leave you nor forsake you. Especially on the battlefield. Because this young teenage boy is trusting in God. And then, you know, the fourth one was obedience. Uh, and Samuel says, obedience better than sacrifice. You know, in other words, Jesus says this in the New, in the New Testament. Why do you call me Lord and don't do what I say? I'm talking about, and, the, and the fifth one is praise, just simple thing. God, I thank you, God. I know I got victory because of you. I know it ain't about me. I know it's you that's working through me. See, when you begin to praise God, guess what it says? It says when you praise God, the blessings come down. So we see that the these fast moves on. Number one is faith. Second is trust. The third is courage. The fourth is obedience. And the fifth is praise. And so what happens is whenever we face any kind of giants in our lives, we carry these five stones with us wherever we go and face each giant one stone at a time and receive victory in Jesus' name. See, it's not about, it's not about, it's not, it's about God. In other words, when you are able to recognize that it's about God, then you're going to have victory. And I mean, you put your trust and hope in God. You know, this whole story of David, and good life, you know, it has a moral, it has a moral interpretation. And in the modern modern use of this phrase, David and Goliath has taken on a circle of meaning, denoting an underdog situation, a contest where a smaller and weaker opponent faces much bigger and stronger adversaries. If successful, the underdog may win in an unusual 
or a surprising way. See, the story of the underdog. Understand this. God can do what he can do. I want you to get excited because I'm excited. Like I said, to talk about faith, trust. I'm excited to talk about those things. Courage, obedience, and praise. Because this is how we get the victory. But not in us, but just believing that God cares enough about us. You know, this is, you know, I'm talking about one of the biggest, you know, phrases in the Bible. You're going to hear when you know, David stands up before Goliath. That he, you know, he's trusting not in himself. He's just trusting in God. He's just believing in God. He's just standing on God and his word. He's going to declare God to his enemy. He's going to declare that it's God. In other words, you're not coming against me. You're coming against God. That you're not coming against me. You're coming against God. So what happens is once we're able to realize that it's God that's working in us, then guess what we can do? We can stand on what God is doing in our lives. We can stand on that God cares about us, that God loves us, that he would never leave us nor forsake us, that God will be there in the midst of whatever circumstances is going on. I just hope that you're excited, you know, in other words, that we're going to talk about this thing about having victory, you know, about David and Goliath. And so I'm going to start at 1 Samuel chapter 17, and I'm going to start by just breaking down the story of David and Goliath because I want you to have victory with these five smooth stones that you can carry in your heart. Remember what they are. Trust, faith, courage, obedience, and praise. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together in battle and were gathered at Sokum, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Sokum and Ezekiel and Ephens and Damon. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathering together and they encamped at the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side with a valley between them and the champions were went out from the camp of Philistine named Goliath from Gath whose height was six cubits in a span he had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and weight of a coat was five thousand shekels of bronze, and he had a bronze armor on his legs, a bronze javelin between his shoulder. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver beam, and his iron spear head weighed six hundred shekels and a shield barrier with before him. Then he stood and cried to the army of Israel, saying to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? I am am I not a Philistine? And you serve servants of Saul, choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defile the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man 
that we might fight together. Now check this out. Now this is what this this is what Goliath doing. Goliath said, "Hey, if you can get anybody in Israel to beat me, we ain't got to go to war, and we're going to serve you because I don't think that you got anybody in Israel that can beat me. I'm standing here because." My outward appearance tells me you can't deal with me. See, this is what you call. See, sometimes when you have pride, you know, you feel confident. In other words, he feels confident that there's nobody in Israel that can defeat him because he was putting his, understand, once you, you catch it, because if you don't catch it, you miss it. He's putting his trust in everything that he has on him. He's not putting his trust in his God, but when we roll into when David comes into the scene, we're going to find out that David is not, he's not, he's not going to have none of these things that all the things, these weapons, that these shields that I said about Goliath, David ain't going to have none of that. He's just going to have a sling with five smooth stones in a pouch, but he's going to have something greater than that. He's going to have the name of God to proclaim, to give him victory over his circumstances. And remember what these five smooth stones are? Faith. Trust, courage, obedience, and praise. So he's going to have all these stones with him. And, and you know, you're going to look at the smooth stone and say, "Man, what's these smooth stones?" In other words, this, in other words, is symbolic to what he was carrying in his heart. So I want you, to, I want you to get ready because now, I also want to tell you this tad bit before I go even any further. Now, when this Philistine comes against Israel. He's supposed to represent the giant in their, in their land. Israel has their own giant. This is their King Saul. In other words, this battle should never been between a teenage boy and a giant. Uh, when you look at the call of Saul's life, when, 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 they, uh, when, when, when Saul is proclaimed to be the king, what, it, what does it say in the scripture? It says that tall, Saul was tall, he was handsome. He was the biggest thing in Israel. So at the end of the day, this battle, if Saul would have had the trust that David had in God, would have went a whole nother way, in other words, because he could have went out with his faith, his trust, his courage, his obedience, and his praise to God. Them same stones that David carried, because guess what? Saul was anointed by God. In other words, and all he had to do was cry out to God and ask God to be his God in this situation. So now uh, I, I, I just wanted to share that with you because, I, you know, I want you to see uh, what, where I'm going with this. I want you to know that God is in control. That God is in control. Now check this out. I'm in verse 11 now. When Saul... And all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine. They were dismayed and greatly afraid. They had no confidence. They didn't have no faith. They didn't have no trust. They didn't have no courage. They didn't have no obedience. They didn't have no praise in God. See, But let me tell you something. There was someone in Israel that day. Now David was the son of Ephraim, of Bethlehem, and Judah, whose name was Jesse, and who had eight sons. 
and the men was old and advanced in years in the days of Saul. Three of the oldest sons Jesse had had gone to follow Saul in battle. Their names of his three sons went to battle was Eliab, the first one, Abinadab, and the third, Shammah. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul, but David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistines drew near, present himself 40 days, morning and evening. So these Philistines, what they did, this was, a, this was an attack, you know, verbal assault on Israel for this many days. In other words, that for 40 days. Then Jesse said to his son David, take now for your brothers an effing of this dry grain and these ten loaves and run it to your brothers at the camp and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousands and see how your brothers fare and bring back news of them. See, Jesse, was, he was advancing age. He had three sons who was off of Saul facing the Philistines. You know, he, he wanted to check on his babies. In other words, he wanted to make sure they was all right. So he sent his youngest son with uh, food to, to make sure they had something to eat. But he wanted to know what was going on. Remember, in these days, there, there ain't no cell phones, there ain't no text messages, ain't no TV. In other words, all you got to do is think. And, but really, you have time to pray. So could you imagine you had three sons off in battle and you know that this enemy, that they have a giant in the land called Goliath. In other words, so you're concerned about your children. So he sends his youngest son to, to do, to, 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 to bring back him a word of encouragement. But what he didn't know, that God was going to use David. He was going to use these five stones that David carried, faith, trust, that he was going to use this faith, trust, courage, obedience, and praise that David had inside of him. And David didn't know that when he was going to bring these things that he was going to stand up against Goliath. There's no way in the world he knew this. Understand this. There was an unction in him of the Holy Spirit that made him stand up to Goliath. It wasn't that he stood up in his own ability, that he was being arrogant, that he was just trying to show off. He had no idea that he, what he was going to do that day. But God had been preparing him to do it for a mighty long time by being a shepherd. When people thought he was just off, just taking care of some sheep, God was building him to be a man. And so I want to let the underdog know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He would never leave you nor forsake you. And guess what? These stones that David carried in his pouch, you can carry them in your heart today. And so, you know, I want, to, I want you to check this out. So David rose early in the morning. This is verse 20. Left the sheep with the keepers and took the things and went as Jesse had commanded him. Obedience. His father told him to do something. He did it. See, this man told you these stones. Once he the stone. Uh, and it says this. So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper, and took the things and went to as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp of the army, and it was going out to fight and shouting for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn in battle array, army against army. And David 
left his supplies in the hands of the supply keeper. He ran to the army. He came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath, by name, coming up from the army of the Philistines. And he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. See, David didn't know what this guy was saying, what he's going to do to Israel. You know, talking about, I want, I want you to understand. David didn't have no idea what this, what this fool was saying, in other words, and how he was going to defeat Israel and how he was going to do it by himself and everybody was going to surrender because he was the baddest of the baddest. This is how he felt, felt in his heart. He felt that, hey, they can't beat me. Not one of them can beat me. And if they can, we're going to surrender. So that meant that he was very arrogant. But also, that meant that the army that he served believed that he was right. Because he, you know, he said, hey, if someone comes out and beat me, then we're going to surrender and be your servant. But otherwise, if I beat this person that you sent out to me, you're going to be our servant. Simple battle. One-on-one -on -one fight, right? A one-on-one -on -one fight. That's what that was about. In other words, he's saying, hey, we ain't got to go to war. We can, we can sell this account today. We can sell this account today. And so, and it said this. I'm going to go back to verse 22. And David left his supplies in the hands of the supply keeper and ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, that was a champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by the name, coming up from the army of the Philistines. And he spoke according the same words. So David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So that the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up. To defile Israel and it should be that this man who kills the king will enrich with great riches and will give him a daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel then David spoke to the man who stood by him saying what should be done for the man who kills this Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defile the army of the living God, Jehovah Shabbat, God is over all the armies. And David knows this. He's speaking now. Guess what? This meant this, this thing, what you call faith, the first principle, start rolling. In other words, uh-uh. And so, you know, when you, look at, when you look at this, you look at verse 26. This is one of the biggest, biggest, biggest verses in the Bible. Then David spoke to the men. Who stood by him saying, what should be done for the man who kills this Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defile the army of the living God? He's a boy. He's looking at these men. Hey, what's wrong with y'all, man? He's talking about God, man. We come on. See, he ready. He's talking about he ready to battle because he got these five smooth stones. You got them too. And I want you, I want you to know you got them. In verse 27. And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the men who kills. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he had spoke 
to the men. Eliab answered and was angry and was aroused against David. He said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and your insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, what have I done? Now, David like said, hey man, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out why y'all ain't got this faith like I got, that y'all ain't got this trust that I got, that y'all don't have this courage that I got, that y'all don't have this obedience that I got, and y'all don't have this praise that I got. See, fast moon stones. Want you to want you to see that. See, this, this, this is what David said. But his brother, you know, like wanted to put him down. Who you left them for your sheep with? In other words, you know, he called himself trying to hurt them. In other words, and he said, I know your pride. In other words, you're insolent. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him towards another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first ones did. Now, when the word which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul. And he sent for him. See, understand that Saul know about the anointing because he was anointed by God to be the king. Check this out. Like I said, everybody was scared. Even the king was scared. So he sent, guess what? He sent for a teenage boy. And tell him about it. So I want you to see this in verse 32. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Oh, Lord have mercy. This is how faith works. This is how trust works. This is how courage works. This is how obedience works. This is how praise works. David, man, David ain't thinking about his life. He's just trusting in this God. I want you to trust in God like David did. Man, he said, man, uh, y'all ain't got a word today. I'm here. Because it wasn't about him because he knew it was God who was inside of him. That he was standing on God and God and God and God and God alone. I want you to see it because you see it, then you 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 be, won't be the underdog. You'll be victorious in these battles that the enemy is trying to come and wage, wage against you. And so he told him, he said, "Let let no man heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine." And Saul said to David, "You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him." For you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came to took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from his mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both a lion and a bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Whoo, we, if that don't make you happy, that don't make you excited. I don't know what should make you excited. Did you hear what he said? Like I told you, God was preparing him. See, his brother tried to, uh, uh, just tried to annihilate him, talking about with those few sheep. But what he, what he tell the king, uh-uh. Man, I killed the lion, I killed the bear. This fool, he ain't nothing because God has prepared me for war. You know, in the Psalms it says, God has made my hand to battle. David was a warrior, even as a young youth. And it says, seeing he 
had defiled the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he would deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. Once again, fast move stones. Remember, faith, trust, courage, obedience, and praise. Oh, he just standing on his God. That's what I want you to do. Whatever's on your heart, man, remember it's on God's heart, man. I want you to stand on God today. In other words, don't make it be about you. In your inabilities, put your abilities in God. This is what David does. So now, check this out. You check this out. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. He didn't say, hey, son. No, you don't go. But see, David, David was anointed by God. And Saul knew it. Because guess what? Everything that David spoke, Saul felt in his spirit. And so this is why he lets this youth go off the battle. Because he knows that David has anointing on him. And he knows that David is speaking more faith than any man in Israel at this time as a teenage man, young youth. So don't ever despise when your children show up and show you their faith. Now check this out. So Saul clothed David with his armor and he put bronze helmet on his head and he also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with this for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd bed in a pouch in which he had his sling was in his hand. See, he said, man, I don't, I, I can't even, I mean, I, man, I ain't tried this for it. I ain't wore none of this stuff. But what it was, see, God didn't want it to be something that it could be seen that something that Saul gave him did it because it was about God getting the victory, God getting the glory. He said, man, I don't need all this stuff, man. He said, man, hey, Get that, man. I'm just going to go out here because I'm trusting God. You see, let me tell you something. When you have the ability, put your hope and confidence in God. God, show up. You see, God is getting ready to show up for the whole nation of Israel to see. And remember like this. God had already anointed David to be the replacement of the king. And God is preparing him. Remember like this. I want you to understand this. If you look in Exodus chapter 32, when God tells Moses about going into the promise, he lets him know he's not going to give it to him all at one time. So what you're going to really find out as you look at David's life and you go through the, the thing with David, you're going to find out that, you know, it's going to take him a while to get to become king because he's in the learning process and God wasn't going to give it to him all at one time. God has developed him. So this is part of his development. This is part of his growth and development right here. And let's look at verse 40. Then he took his staff in his hand and he clothed, he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. And he put them in a shepherd bag, in a pouch, which he had, and, and his sling, and was in his hand. And he drew near the Philistines. So the Philistines came and began to draw near to David. And the men who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistines looked about and saw David, his disdain him, for he was only a youth, ruby, good looking. So the Philistines said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with a stick? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. 
The Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Shabbat. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel, whom you have defiled this day. The Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give your carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel see testimony I will tell you how powerful the testimony is he's only testifying hey man you coming against God man God gonna give me victory this day he didn't say tomorrow he didn't say next week he said this day so some of us need to be speaking this day that we got victory. This day I have victory. This day I have victory. You can't see it. Tell me, you see, he wasn't talking about no victory tomorrow. He said, today, enough is enough. Speak to your giants that way. Enough is enough. Speak to your giants that way. Enough is enough. Speak to your giants. That's what David did, speaking to his giants. Remember I told you about these five smooth stones? He here talking about here, he, faith. Trust, courage, obedience, and praise. Carry them with you in your heart. Now check this out. Because you no, know, hey, because David said, hey, uh-uh, today, today, today you're gonna die. Not me. Today you're gonna die. This day. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David. David hurled and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put in his hand in his bed and took out a stone and he slung it and it struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of his shit. And he killed him and cut off his head with it. Woo-wee. Now I want you to understand the symbolic in this. In other words, remember Saul tried to give David his armor to wear. When God give you the victory of your enemies, he give you their spoil. So what did David kill him with? Something that belongs to Goliath. In other words, God took the power from Goliath and gave it to David. I hope that you see it that God took the power from Goliath and gave it to David. He took the same sword that he was going to use to kill David, and God gave him... See, when God... Let me tell you something. So I want you to understand this. When God comes into your life and your adversary come against you, that's Satan. Whatever the enemy is taking from you, God going to make him give it back to you. So this is what this represents, that he's going to take back from the enemy. Could you imagine a scene if you was there? That this young boy, remember like this, he didn't run away. He ran towards him. Man, I tell you, when I think about it, just think about it in my mind, like I was wrestling with this. Man, I, I got to talk about this. You know, in other words, when he ran to him, you know, he ran. He ran towards him, not didn't run away from him. 
And check this out. This is this is this is this is gonna blow your man right here. In verse 50, 51. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, and drew it out of his ship. And he killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Now the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell along the roads of Shemariah. Even as far as Akron, the children of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines and the plunders their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem. But he put the armor in his tent. When Saul saw David going out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, as your soul live, O king, I do not know. So the king inquired, whose son is this, this young man is? Then as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his head. And Saul said to him, whose son are you, young man? So David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. See how powerful that is? Let me tell you something. When God gave you the victory, He's gonna take it. You're gonna take back what the enemies took from you. I want you to get excited because I'm excited because God is getting ready to do something great for somebody today. That if you understand this day, that's what David said. This day, and what did he write? This day, what did he do? It says that he cut off the Philistine head. That he had in his hand, took his head to Jerusalem, took his sword with him, took from the enemy, and if you look, in, you look into it, you said that they said that they plundered the Philistines' tent. They took all the stuff that they had and brought it back because God's going to give you the victory today. I'm going to close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the day, Father. I thank you for the reward. I thank you, Father, for the fast, smooth stones, Father. I pray, Father, that your people would take these fast, smooth stones and put them in their heart like David did, that first of all, they would have faith in you, that they would trust you, that they would have courage in you, that they would have obedience to you, and that they would praise you for the victory. And God, I love you. I pray that you bless your people. I want to let you know that you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on hearts, God, man. And I can't wait to talk to you again. I want to say love you. Have a blessed day. And I'm praying for you. Remember sending your prayer request to the end so I can pray for you. And thanks again for listening.